2: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country,
3: huh?
4: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
3: Wait! Did we just
1: invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
5: It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors John Marshall and Alexandria Ikemoni to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. John and Alexandria, how you guys doing? Doing great, man. Glad to be here again. Yeah, yeah man. We got. Hello, a lot
4: to happy about. to be here.
5: Hey you, how you doing? All right, well shoot, let's get to it. Um Obviously, very, very sad news uh, to start us off today. Um, a group of four Americans from South Carolina were kidnapped this week at a Mexican border, border city. Two of them were killed in what is being described as a case involving mistaken identity. Uh, and there's gang rivalry uh, involved as well. So, Alexandria, you cover the South Carolina market for the Black Information Network. So tell us a little bit more about this story and then, John, will uh, get your thoughts on it as well.
4: Yeah, so like you stated, four black people went to Mexico, two were found dead, two were found alive, and they're back in the United States. Um, but the group uh, were, were kidnapped. was kidnapped when crossing the border near Brownsville, Texas. This happened last week. Uh, family members were saying that they went there for a medical procedure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that the Mexico Mexican president has confirmed that they were caught in the crossfire between two armed groups. I'm also getting reports that they were mistaken to be Haitian smugglers as to why that they were really, you know, taken, kidnapped, if you will. One Mm -hmm. person has been arrested in Mexico because of this, Mm -hmm. but this also started the conversation about how going outside the country for medical procedures, whether it's um, serious or for cosmetics. uh, It's not something that's really advised that people do because it can be unsafe when you leave the country.
0: Sure,
6: sure.
5: John, let's get your thoughts on this. Uh,
6: Just following up with what Alexandria said, uh, I have a friend of mine that uh, went out to the Dominican Republic for one of those cosmetic procedures just recently. Mm -hmm. And I was worried uh, for her, like, yo, she's going out there by herself. I was like, yo, are you going to be good? I, I just, I don't know a lot about that side of things and the concern and the worry is definitely there. I do think, however, I don't believe in coincidence, but I do believe in random acts of violence and things like that. But I do believe that there's more to this story that either isn't being told to us yet or hasn't been made public yet that will make this make more sense. Um I'm not pointing any fingers or or accusing anybody of anything, but I just I truly believe there's more to this random. Cartel, rival gang, stray bullets. Uh, It happens, but in my heart, I feel like there's something else that's going on here that either people don't want us to know or the media is trying to hold on to. I I don't know, but something feels off. This story was kind of off putting for me a little bit because you just never know what's really going on until you know what's going on. It's a very unfortunate and sad event. And uh, I hope that. Justice is brought to the people that were involved in this because losing, you know, brother, sister, friend, family member, especially out of the country. And we know how uh, other countries deal with their legal issues outside of the u.s dealing with their legal issues they can sweep stuff under the rug and just keep it moving and this has happened before with i forget the young lady's name that got beat up that got beat to death over in another country and they just kind of brushed it up under the rug until the u.s came in and said hey nah we need somebody to answer for this so i believe that there's more to the story that hasn't come out yet that i hope will come out so we can get some real answers
5: yeah yeah um you know there's a part of this that felt a little sad when I came across it and it said that obviously the two surviving um, travelers were able to make contact with their families and everyone was really happy, but then they had to bring back two bodies, of course, as you know, and, uh, there's a process of repatriating the deceased into the United States. And that felt very grim, um, and very sad. And so, um, you know, to your point, there is obviously a strong need to exercise caution whenever you're moving around, and this is coming from someone I've, I've been all over the world. Um, I've been to all fifty states. I live in Arizona, so I go to Mexico all the time to DJ or to vacation or for whatever reason. A lot of my friends go back and forth, and I'll go with them because they're from Mexico or they have family there. And uh, if if I'm able to let folks know, then I will. Um, these incidents are certainly rare, um, but they do happen. And it is something where, as you mentioned, John, it's, 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 we, we definitely need to exercise caution and, uh, really be mindful of the whys and any risks associated with it. With that said, any risks are always going to be infinitesimally small, but that's, that's not zero. So just something to keep in mind. But we'll keep following the story. And um, if, if there are any more people that get brought to justice, which is our hope always in this country, um, then, of course, we'll we'll be happy to report on that.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com BIN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash B-I-N.
3: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
1: Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit gamebridgeio slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
5: Black Information Network news anchors John Marshall and Alexandria Icamone are here with us discussing this week's major stories. Uh, moving on. Um, this was a new one for me. Uh, I learned a little bit. So this month, millions of Americans experienced a reduction in their SNAP benefits as the federal government ended the pandemic assistance portion of this program. Um, And I had never heard of SNAP before. And then when I read a little bit into it and I found out that it had to do with like EBT, I was like, oh, I definitely know what EBT is. Anyway, um, let's go into this a bit more. How is the reduction in SNAP benefits impacting Black communities? John, this time, let's start with you. All right, cool. So uh,
6: I have two sides to how I feel about them taking the extra benefits away. So let's start with what the extra benefits are. So Mm -hmm. the uh, emergency allotments, and I'm getting this from uh, the government website, the emergency allotments allowed all SNAP households to receive an additional 95 bucks in benefits or an additional benefit valued up to the maximum benefit for Mm -hmm. their household side, whichever value is greater. Mm -hmm. Now that's for uh, uh, food uh, and, and different things that families need if they are on these snap benefits. So my two different sides, number one, my father has always told me to have compassion for people. Sure. and, um, and I believe it is the responsibility of those who can. I believe it's the responsibility to help those who are in need and who need help. If you're on SNAP, uh, and like you said, Ramses, uh, EBT, that's all kind of round up in one thing, Mm -hmm. you need some help. And again, I believe it is the responsibility of those who can help to help. This increase happened because of the pandemic. The pandemic by definition is some issue, something big that has happened that is worldwide. In this case, it was a virus that killed millions of people, that kept people from going to work, that really just flipped the world upside down you need help. Whether you are upper, middle, lower, below the poverty line, everybody was affected mentally, uh, a lot physically, and financially. So help was needed. So my compassionate side says these people still need help because there are long-term effects of COVID, uh, not just the physical long-term effects, but the financial ramifications and ripple effect, and uh, that's going on right now. So sure. it it's hard to take back the help that is being given uh, by the pandemic now the capitalistic and no excuses side of me Mm -hmm. says at some point in time we're not in a pandemic anymore the 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 government has said we are no longer in a pandemic that means that we're not inside anymore you can and you can go out you can uh, uh work you can get a job you can do all these things like that and if nobody's going to tell you, hey, stop giving me free money. Nobody's ever going to say that. So at some point in time, somebody has to be the bad guy and make the decision, say, okay, y'all, we're already in trillions of dollars of debt. Taking 95 bucks from people on Snap is not going to put that much of a dent in it, but you have to turn it off at some time. When is the right time to turn it off? If not now, again, I wouldn't want them to take my money from me either, but somebody has to. We are not in the pandemic anymore. So when is it time to stop? What I say to do, which doesn't matter because it's already been done. They've already stopped it. What I say to do is to really take a look at the numbers of the people and the households that are on these benefits and really crunch some numbers to see how that is affecting their household, their their life and their quality of life when you take this money away.
5: Hmm. Alexandria, again, the money's
6: already been taken away. But if I had to, if I had to make the call, I would do a lot of research to figure out, is this the right time? So I have my compassionate side, but I also have my, hey, look, y'all, it's over. We're going back to normal. We're not taking all of them away. Uh, uh, It's going to sound very harsh. Go out, get you a job. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. But, you know, I have two sides to it.
5: Sure. Sure. Alexandria, I know you're, you're waiting to chime in. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, no, I understand where he's coming from. Um, I do respect where, what John is saying for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But my heart also goes to the compassionate side of the fact of like he mentioned, you know, The economic standpoint, honestly, we are in times of inflation. We've done stories about eggs being $8. Like these, this is not normal. So people really do need that money. People really do need that assistance. Of course, there are people out there who abuse what it's there for, but we cannot, you know, differentiate and be able to separate the two. So we need to make sure we help who we can help. And, um, it's just unfortunate for people who really need that extra money. Um, but I'm hoping that something can happen where eggs are not costing $8 anymore. We know like that's an exaggeration, but we need something to really just bring the inflation down a little bit.
5: Yeah. I think that that's, uh, when, when I was kind of researching this, I, I saw that the people who were most affected by this were the elderly. And um, I, I obviously, John, you're absolutely right. You know, at some point, this has to end. And ideally, it would end when things return to normal. But a return to normal, in my estimation, is um, different for different people. Uh, a government decision maker might think that because the viruses over things have returned to normal but an elderly person where you know as you mentioned alexandria you know costs have skyrocketed and and so forth you know their normal might um not have arrived uh just yet and so um you know to your point uh john your compassionate side i could definitely see a a mixed approach where you're accounting for the nuance i i think that would be a little bit more strategic and beneficial to the people that are actually impacted by the these snap benefits and and the decisions um one of the points that i learned about uh the pandemic and it's very sad is that there was a a massive transfer of wealth from poor people and you know black people are overrepresented in those numbers a massive transfer of wealth from poor people in this country to rich people um we, we saw it across the board and there's no two ways about that um we saw the same thing happen in 2008 with the uh the recession um we've seen it happen time and again in this country where it's been a bit more directly uh impactful on black and brown people and um All of these things have happened under the guise of capitalism. It's often a a catch-all. I'm uh, often very critical of capitalism, so that means that I need to be a bit more informed than the average layperson in terms of what capitalism is, what socialism is, what communism is, and the mechanics and the invisible forces that are at at play with respect to um, capitalism and these other uh, isms that people often tend to be afraid of and what the benefit is and what the goal is. And I think that when you um, are a person like me, who uh, part of the reason why I love having you on the show, John, is because your, your belief system oftentimes challenges my own. And those challenges are welcome because it helps me to know whether or not I am based in a shared reality or, If I, if my ideas or my beliefs have merit, but um, toward this end, my beliefs are that a society should function um, collectively and with uh, a government that uh, pursues happiness, human happiness, and and uh, anything that is that any anything else. In terms of priority should should be second to that and so um, asking your asking the question are the people happy how can we make them happier what is it that makes people happy that being the fundamental core of a society like this is uh i think something that everybody would agree with but in practice capitalism does not put happiness above profits Cap- capitalism does not pe- put people above profits in fact capitalism often bulldozes over people and uh, that's not to say that we live in a purely capitalistic society. The truth is we live in a socialist society that is, you know, capitalist, capitalistic in some of the worst are- areas and arenas. But if we did not have socialist programs, we would not have any BT program or any SNAP uh, benefits program either. So um, I love your point, John, uh, about th- there needing to be a more strategic and more nuanced uh approach to these sorts of things because the people that are disproportionately affected by it are black people and uh, as we've read elderly people and the last thing that i i want to think about um is an old black woman who has responsibilities who maybe cannot participate in the job market um and who is dealing with the lasting benefits of the pandemic um, and her world has not returned to normal just yet and was really depending on these benefits and her being forgotten. So I appreciate you pointing out the fact that a mixed approach would have served uh, the community a little bit better.
1: Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for-product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
0: We went from normal life, healthy child, to acute lymphoblastic leukemia, or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because
1: of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.
2: Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
5: Black Information Network news anchors John Marshall and Alexandria Ikemoni are here with us discussing this week's major stories. I I get the feeling we might have fun with this next one. In Atlanta, 23 people were arrested and and originally charged as agitators during protests over the opening of a new police training facility. Now the charges have been upgraded to include domestic terrorism. Alexandria, this time, let's start with you. Bring us up to speed on this story.
4: Yeah, so Atlanta is my hometown, as well as John is going to put that out there. So we definitely know all about what's going on in the city of Atlanta. So nearly two dozen people were arrested um, in the city for their violent protests of the construction site. That's supposed to be a new public safety training center for Mm -hmm. officers as well as first responders. But I will say, people forget the first responders part, only think of the officers that have to train there. And they have given this training facility the name Cop City. Mm -hmm. So there have been multiple protests about it. This has been going on for some time now. Well, this was just the latest incident and the latest protest, but police were calling this one a group of agitators and they actually released videos showing the group of people throwing large rocks bricks fireworks and more at police officers um, another video shows police equipment destroyed 35 people actually were arrested but only 23 were charged with domestic terrorism and i wanted to point out that the people who are charged are from all over the country this has been a thing that he has got the attention of people nationally. Um, only two of the people who are facing, who are facing, I should say, the domestic terrorism charges are from Atlanta. So everyone is really getting involved in the protests of what many call Cop City. Okay. Okay.
5: John, it's your turn, man. Hit me with both barrels. Alexandria, I'm glad that
6: you brought that up because these are not AT aliens that are doing this craziness. I believe that everybody that was there throwing fireworks, throwing bricks and all that stuff like that need to be in jail. They need to be charged with domestic terrorism, all that stuff like that. You can have peaceful protests and and I'm all for that. And we know the climate of police and our community right now. And it's been that way for a while. It just seems to keep getting worse and worse. So I understand that. And I am on our side <clears throat> when it comes to that. But these people are not from Atlanta. They come to these different cities and they start agitating. And what it does, it dims the message of what we're the 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 protesting is supposed to be about uh same thing with kyle rittenhouse drove to what two and a half hours to uh to go kill people saying he's protecting businesses and stuff like that these people are not from here and they are coming here and they're causing uh, a chaos and they're causing a, a a ruckus and it's again it's diluting the message and i really don't think that they. Well, I can't speak for them, but there are other ways to go about doing that. Um, And to be honest with you, protesting ain't really getting us anywhere right now. It's really not getting us anywhere right now. Are they... Crucial and necessary. Yes. But there's so much more that has to happen in order for change to truly happen. It has to happen in legislation. It has to happen with electing black leaders and and, and leaders of all color that will fight (coughs) for us. Throwing a brick at a cop city is not going to get you. You're going to get arrested, bro. You're not you're not uh, going to get your point across. Now you're charged with domestic terrorism. That's a federal charge. So, you know, I, I, I hate the fact that the city gets painted uh, or kind of overshadows the 30 plus people who aren't even from here that come here and start trouble. We can handle our own stuff. We don't need y'all coming down here, you know what I'm saying, throwing bricks at at, at our police and and protesting this stuff. We can handle our own. So, I mean, I, I don't have any sympathy for them. It, it's like it's like a uh, 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 drug dealers, right? If you deal drugs, you know what comes with that. Uh, you can either go to jail. You're going to live a fast life. You're going to have the nice cars and the pretty girls and all that. But jail comes with that. And that's just a part of the game. If you go agitating, throwing uh, bricks and fireworks at police and and calling it protesting, jail comes with that. So it is what it is. Just leave our city alone.
5: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. That's. uh, About what I expected Um, you, as you as you know, and as as I'm sure some of our listeners know, um, these folks, these uh, agitators or domestic terrorists or whatever. They're being branded as now this is kind of like uh this is a group of people that i tend to empathize with i tend to understand their frustration i think it was dr king that said a riot is the language of the unheard um all these people being from around the country i suspect haven't talked to them personally but um i suspect they were responding to calls for Um, allyship and support and solidarity because um, I'm familiar with a and maybe you two can help me out there's a settlement in the the woods somewhere in in Georgia where uh, protesters and activists have kind of taken over um, and they like kind of are relegated to the trees but they are in their mind holding the line um, bringing attention to uh, this sort of cop city thing that they've branded this effort or initiative or enterprise I'm not sure exactly uh, what they're doing what the police are doing but um, you know I recognize that there are people there who are, are well aware of the fact that they're they will ultimately be arrested um they they feel like they'll be arrested for the cause um you know and they know what comes with it a lot of people a lot of our heroes have been arrested that's why we have all the mugshots and that sort of thing So they feel like they're going to be on the right side of history by bringing attention to um, what they believe is uh, police overreach, police injustice, uh, the political establishment doubling down on funding the police, um, giving the police more power, more tanks, guns, weapons. um, And the police, in their estimation, are the ones that are often terrorizing black and brown communities um and uh most of these folks they would like attention to be focused on programs that actually prevent the necessity for crime in the first place uh we were talking earlier about snap benefits and what happens if those go go away there are people that can't afford what do they do they figure out other ways to make money or they just take food um, as any creature endowed with consciousness would do with a nervous system uh and consciousness would do uh and then you committed a crime. And then there are police there to arrest you, but there are no programs to provide food. So uh, there are programs in these people's estimation that could exist that, again, could prevent the necessity of crime. And so to see uh, communities double down on giving the police more resources when the police are often the bad guys in their stories um, can be incredibly frustrating frustrating the one thing that i did notice is that as you mentioned alexandria they're throwing um, rocks and cocktails at equipment and they're throwing uh, it's like firecrackers or something like that um but there were no shots you don't have any guns they're not trying to murder in any lives anything like that so sure a riot you know destruction of property these are things that have happened many times in many cities for many decades in this country um and uh this is A new version of that. But, uh, you know, to your point, John, I think that a lot of these people responded to a call for solidarity, support and um, allyship. And that's why we ended up with so many people from all over the country uh, partaking in this demonstration. So
6: Ramses, if people came up to the Civic Cipher headquarters and started throwing Molotov cocktails and bricks and rocks through your windows, man, that's that's. Mark, you, you brought up King, uh yeah. peaceful protesting. That's not peaceful protesting. Throwing Molotov cocktails and, and, and bricks and rocks, that is not peaceful protesting. That's that's violence. That's violence. Let one of those Molotovs hit the wrong person or or, or set a blaze to uh, whatever equipment they have, there's something explodes, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I, I really believe that their intentions are. I'm just going to, I don't know this, but I'll say this. I believe their intentions are good. Maybe not all of them, but I believe their intentions are good. But the direction that they are taking is not correct. One of my favorite quotes is by uh, Pastor Andy Stanley. And he says, direction, not intention, determines your destination. Their direction was Molotov cocktails, bricks, and rocks. Their destination was jail. Whether they intended to agitate in the way they did uh, some of them may have said, I'm going to jail for the cause. I just think they went about it the wrong way and don't be, thr- uh, everybody's human, right? The, we know what we're dealing with, with police, but it's not all of them. It's not all of them. So I just think they went about it the wrong way, man, because they can seriously hurt somebody doing that the yeah, same way police have seriously hurt us. They can seriously hurt somebody. And now they're in jail for manslaughter or, 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 or murder or homicide, you know?
5: No, this, you know, the, the call for solidarity um, actually resulted, in, if I remember correctly, from uh, the police uh, killing one of the protesters. One of the one of the guys died and let them tell the story. It was completely interesting. In fact, I saw his uh, photo earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that might have been sometime last year when his life was taken by the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the stakes are definitely that high. He's remembered as a martyr now. Um and then, you know, to your point about um, going about it the wrong way, that's a, another fair point. You know, there's a lot of people that have a lot of different ideas on how Black people and oppressed people should go about getting their rights or seeking their customary freedoms There were people who had opinions on what women should do to get the right to vote and what Black people should do to get the right to vote and to sit on a bus, you know, don't do it this way, don't do it that way, don't protest, don't, you know, there's a lot of folks that have A lot of opinions on how other people should uh pursue justice in the world and um it's people like this that don't listen to that that do their best to move the needle forward whether or not they're successful that um my heart goes out to you know i'm obviously not one of those people i use a different stage a different platform and i do my best to have conversations and dialogue and that can be effective But that's not to say that this sort of stuff that they're doing doesn't get attention to and doesn't generate a response to. Um, I would never condone that activity. But the fact of the matter is that we're responding to it right now. And so there's the response. Uh, And then as far as people, uh, you know, coming to attack, you know, Civic Cipher, where that's a bit more of a. No, I appreciate the question because it's valid. I, I. love these questions. I, I, I'll i never. I mean, you were just in the before. spotlight for something. You know what I mean? You were in a national spotlight for a, a while. I'll tell, the truth. I'll tell you the truth. There are people that um, text me the address of my, my little boy's school. Like, and, and my lawyers told me to consider that a threat. I have to go talk to the principals because people are threatening my child's life, you know? So I've been through that and I know that that's what comes with it, you know, and I prepare for it and I deal with it. The difference is that I am not an institution, I'm not a government, I'm a private citizen. Um, And so the nature of the uh, threat and the intention behind the attack is very different. Um, If someone wants to end my life, this is the path that I walk. Dr. King uh, gave his sermon. He said, I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. That's a truth that I had to come to terms with when I started my show. Um, Now, if somebody wants to come, And in my life, again, that's a very different dynamic than people protesting a a system that they feel is oppressing them. And so I think that, you know, when you look at it, really what it is, it's apples and oranges. With that said, I recognize and respect that there are people who feel differently. Um, There are people who are big fans of the police. They think police are everything and they can do no wrong. And they completely look over all of the injustices, all of the... uh, Thin blue wall of silence and all of the police misconduct and the police brutality and the years and decades and eons of uh, systemic oppression on black and brown communities. There are people who look right past it and put a blue flag stripe on their coat and rocket it and put a sticker on their car, you know, full speed ahead. Those people um, often take issue with the things that I say where I'm being critical of the system that I believe could be better um again my approach is different from these protesters but we're protesters just the same um they just have a different uh platform and when I say that these are kind of people where I can empathize with them I understand and respect their frustration um their tactics are not my tactics but I I recognize and I can I can see the source of that and you know these things And other things have moved the cultural narrative in this country forward time and again these are not the first people to throw molotov cocktails in this country they're not the first people to throw firecrackers nobody's life was ended they didn't go there with the intent to kill maybe to harm i don't know but no guns were there the only people with guns were the police you know unfortunately the police didn't kill anyone else and so you know um this is another story we're just going to have to wait and see you know what happens but domestic terrorism as you mentioned that's federal and uh you know maybe they that's what they signed up for you know and um if, if that's the case then a person like me looks at that and respects what they're trying to do black information network news anchors john marshall and alexandria icamoni are here with us discussing this week's major stories The reviews are in for the Netflix the Netflix special um, for, that Chris Rock did, uh, and they've been mixed. Uh, he finally responded to last year's Oscar Oscars altercation with Will Smith. Um, so we're gonna get a take from both of you guys. Uh, but first, let's start with you, John. What is your reaction to Chris Rock's special and slap her around the world? And is it finally over? <laughs> Cool, cool. So um, I watched the special
6: live. Uh, I think that was last weekend uh, when Netflix did their first live broadcast ever. Let me preface this with saying I I can't stand and and it really hurts to see two black men or two black anything, man, woman, woman, woman. I, I, I hate seeing uh, us battle each other yeah. <clears throat> right especially especially like uh chris rock said at the end of his uh special don't fight in front of, in front white, people. of white people yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. so i hate seeing that i'll preface that with this um however it happened so it has to be addressed and it, it has and it's out there uh will smith uh i believe had a moment of uh emotion and a moment of weakness uh from an e- emotional weakness and acted out He got his lick in and I believe Chris Rock uh, played it cool and got his lick back to the tune of $40 million for two specials with Netflix. And um, I mean, really just tore into both Will and Jada at the end. Was he going hard? He was going real hard. Me personally, I love it from an entertainment value perspective, Uh, but that was a very real situation that happened. A grown man got slapped by another grown man, two that are two of the best to do it in uh, the entertainment industry. Again, very unfortunate to see. So once it's out there, uh, uh, will Chris Rock is a comedian and When you are a comedian, you get sort of a pass to say things that people don't normally say. Uh, Mm -hmm. Bernie Mac, to say it all the time. I say what you can't say. I say what you want to say. Mm -hmm. So you get a chance to say things that people want to say but don't or can't say. You get a chance to be politically uh, incorrect and uh, you kind of get a pass. But what comes with that is the opportunity to get slapped in the face sometimes (laughs) by people who don't want to who don't want to hear or are not going to put up with that or don't think it's funny or, or whatever that's what happened that's what comes with being a comedian same thing like i said before if you're a drug dealer you know what comes with it the fast cars the money and the girls but jail does too sometimes you go to jail chris rock went to proverbial drug dealer jail by getting slapped in the face by will smith he got his lick back again to the tune of 40 million um i like what he did i enjoyed the special everybody's saying marlon wayans is better i still got to watch that one but for me and i believe for the rest of the entertainment world outside of just some of the media that has to just keep it going. I think it's over now. Will did his thing. Chris did his thing. It'll be something else tomorrow. Alexandria,
5: let's hear from you.
4: No, the same. I definitely agree. Uh, Will did his thing. Chris responded and it's going to be behind us. Honestly, when the hype dies down, Uh, A lot of people like you said mixed reviews on this one, but I mean a lot of people are supporting him Saying like he has the right to deal with it how he wants to people are saying well, you know It's over and done with it's been a year. Why are we bringing it back up? But you know, he's a comedian and why not incorporate that that's something that happened to you And if you're okay with talking about it, then what's the big deal? I've seen clips. I haven't watched the whole special um, so I can't give a full opinion on the actual special it sh- itself, but I mean, he's in his bag. He got that from Netflix, and he's doing his thing. So respect to him for handling it in the way he wants to and getting a bag out of that too. So kudos for him.
6: Yeah, that's that's one a- more thing, Ramses. Oh, go ahead, please, if you don't mind. One more thing: if Chris had started fighting on that stage with Will. People would have criticized. Mm -hmm. If Chris had gone on a media tirade around the nation, people would have criticized. Mm -hmm. If Chris did a deal with Netflix for 40 mil, and touring to Will and Jada, people would have criticized. Mm-hmm. If Chris said nothing, people would have called him an expletive. You know what I mean? So it's gonna happen either way, and people are gonna have something to say. I say, get your money, get your bag, and continue on with your life. If Chris ain't if Chris ain't mad about it anymore, and he's taking care of what he needs to do, man, he's good.
5: Yeah, you know, and and that's that's what I was thinking. You know, there's a lot of people that are gonna say. they're going to say about this but the one thing that hasn't happened to any of those people is getting slapped in the face in front of the whole world um for doing a joke that i believe he said that he did not he was not aware that will's wife had alopecia um he didn't say that in the special but early after that incident and so um for him saying i I can't wait to see you in gi jane 2 Alluding to the fact that she's now bald, um, and then getting slapped in the face for it. That's some a moment that will live forever. And how do you turn that negative into a positive? You know, Will Smith got a chance to say his piece, how he did. Um, he went, I, I saw two apologies from Will Smith, um, plus an additional uh Instagram post where he had like text and kind of apologized in the text. Um and Chris Rock was more or less radio silent until his special. And I think it would have been inauthentic for someone who we've known for 30 plus years to be very open and honest about his experiences, about his personal life, about all that sort of stuff, to have him get up on his next special and then not mention, you know, remember that day when Will Smith, I remember that day when Will Smith slapped him at the Oscars. Uh, I went on the uh, air and on the, on the podcast as well. And I felt like two, I said that I felt like two of my uncles got into a fight, right. Meaning I love Will Smith and I love Chris Rock. You know, I have no reason not to. I grew up with these guys, loving their comedy, being influenced by them, telling their jokes, you know, uh, dressing like, you know, Will at least and, and on and on. And so, um, I got love for both of these guys and for, uh, chris rock to be his authentic self to tell his story how he chose to tell it and i I don't think he was overly mean he was a person who was aggravated and frustrated of course you get slapped in the face like that comes with it um but he did say you know i love will smith i grew up loving will smith he's like i went to his concerts you know all this sort of stuff and then he told the story for folks that didn't know he's like yo jada um Put their business out there about her hanging out with their their son's friend and getting into that entanglement with august alcina her son's friend and then she brings will smith into the to the studio and says yeah i did this how did that make you feel has the mic out in front of him like this and the audience of (laughs) course laughs because it's such an awkward position to be in right but and then will smith of course the meme came from that with him crying The Internet had a field day with it and they like, you know, just because their business is out there. Everybody's criticizing or, you know, uh, whatever it is folks are doing with this. And then at the end of the day, um, Will Smith's frustration boils over at the Oscars when Chris is not even talking about that situation. He didn't bring that up. He said, especially he's like, I normally wouldn't even talk about this. He said, Jada, I love you. Can't wait to see you in GI Jane 2. And that's what set him off just because, you know what I mean? And so he was telling the story fully. I don't think it was unfair because she's the one and he's the one that put that content out there for everyone to know. Um, And he could have gone a lot harder. He could, this could have been in court. This could have been like, as you mentioned, John, this could have been all over every news outlet in the country. Uh, Chris Rock said, I'm not a victim. You won't see me on Gayle King. And so the conclusion, I believe, is that Will Smith said his piece and he apologized. Chris Rock addressed it. He did not necessarily accept that apology. Um, He said he's not going to fight in front of white people, which is something that I have a tremendous amount of respect for, because I recognize that that looks bad on every black person that that white person observing me could, could ever encounter. I'll look at them. They always behave that way. You know that this is kind of the. The the thing that we push back against, we have to represent ourselves well. We're in mixed when we're in mixed company. So, with that said, my hope is that if I'm honest, this isn't finally over. My hope is that maybe in some years' time, we'll actually see both of them together in a room, shake hands, give a hug, get past it. Um, but in terms of the the most fiery part of it, I believe that you're right, Alexandria. That the worst of that is over. So, um, as you know, we're going to follow that and every other story that we've talked about today. I want to thank you both very much again for today's conversation. This was a good one. Um, Once again, our guests today are Black Information Network news anchors, John Marshall and Alexandria Icomoni. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media, and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cipher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, times, and podcast info, check civiccypher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are,